Welcome to Living a Triggered Life Podcast with Keith and Roxanne, presented by The Triggered Project. Find out more information about The Triggered Project, go to www.triggered1. And we are uh, getting to part two of How We Met. All right, so Roxanne, where we, where'd we leave off? We provided some information about where we were coming from at that time in our life when we met. You know, really talking about family and this concept of family titles and boundaries and how we learn to create boundaries. And that's when we were sort of right before we were, we have met each other. And then we get introduced by an individual that, let's just say, in their own journey, right? Their own journey around their experiences. And again, I want to be fair, but also... So their own journey and their experiences, but also what seems to be acting out on those experiences, which is what happens for a lot of different people. So that's where we left off and we started talking about the real real about that, you know, like we left off talking about, you know, it seemed like this person was trying to get us engaged in some sort of sexual scenario that would have involved more than two people. You know, we were starting to sort of approach this. What is that like? Right. We at the beginning of our recovery and trying to figure our lives out after being sexually abused. We are young, emerging adults. We are trying to figure things out all in the midst of continuing to be in our families with questionable support. That's right. what I'll call it. Right, right. That's where we left off. That's a lot. That That's a lot. It is a lot. So you were saying that you asked to meet men. <laughs> I asked to meet men. That would be correct. Right. Because I was trying to get out of a relationship where it was not good for me. Mm -hmm. Not good for me at all. Right. Okay. So we don't have to worry about the the other means, so to speak. So, yeah. So I got a phone call from my cousin. We'll call my cousin. And so it was like, hey, you know, you want to meet, you want to meet, I have a friend that's coming down, wants to meet some folks or whatever. She she met a couple of people and whatever, you know, I told her, you know, I tried to hook her up with someone else in your family and that didn't work. So um, I thought (laughs) of you. And I thought you were pretty cool and whatever. So you want to come and meet her? So I said, okay. I was like, cool, word. Uh, You know, why not? I'm not doing nothing else. So when was the last time you had been dating before Um, you came and met me? um, I think they need to know that know that part i wasn't really dating all that much to be honest i mean i had a, you know i had a, had a couple of um couple of folks that i would you know kind of get with a little bit in some ways even though i was still incredibly guarded and just not comfortable enough with myself but gosh it's been a couple of years that i was really dating you know I'd, you know a couple of drive-bys here and there and stuff like that kind of consistent but not really but not like a real relationship mm-hmm. so it'd been it'd been a two years maybe three years of not having been in a yeah like a, like a committed like a committed relationship yeah. like boot up like really yeah. boot up you know what I mean and p- people are like oh my god I know you know you have women and no I wasn't no that was not the situation you know what I mean did have a lot of people coming my way and things like that but I just was not comfortable it was just too much too and much. I was in a relationship that I really didn't want to be out of emotionally but also knew that I needed to be out of it right because it was it was hurting me. Right. So you didn't want to get into it, but I think it's important. So I met a few men before Keith came along and had some different experiences, let's say, of a minor sort. And then the evening that Keith came, uh, even though it was a really long time ago, I still remember kind of what he was wearing because I opened the front door for him. And um, this individual said, oh, I know I tried to set you up with one of 
um, his relatives, but, you know, they're not coming through. Do you want to meet him? And I said, I don't care. I'm here to meet people. Let's make this happen. Chop, mm-hmm. chop. And um, that night came and you rang the doorbell. Did I have theme music? <laughs> Uh, if you did, I don't remember what the theme was. Okay, I'm just asking. <laughs> it was probably Prince. Possibly. <laughs> it was pro- no, it was probably Chili Sauce. Morris Day. <laughs> oh, Morris Day. <laughs> and I Chili opened sauce. the door. Chili Sauce. And there he was standing. It was nighttime, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nighttime. It was nighttime because mm-hmm. you were coming from work or something. Yeah, it was like early evening or something. Yeah, like yeah, I just, five or six o'clock. It was like six. No, it was more like probably like seven because I was like, I just cleaned my one classroom and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was okay. going to take a shower, you know. And um, I opened the door and I saw him and I knew. That's it? I just knew. Wow. I mean, she was nice. You know what I mean? I remember I was wearing a black trench coat, um, black pants, you know, some stylish shoes at the time, you know, very, uh, very multicolored shirt, you know, brother had a kufi on. You know what I'm saying? Kufi. Brother had a kufi. He was an interesting looking brother. That's I mean, for sure. I mean, he's nice day. looking, but he trench was interesting looking. Trench coats all trench coats all day. That was your grandfather's trench coat that you had on, wasn't it? Something like that. I'm so still wearing trench coats. It looked very. It was very different for that time of year to see somebody with that because that trench coat was how old? Fifties. Yeah, it was dope. It was stylish. Mm-hmm. Stylish. So I noticed all that about him. Do you remember? What, what did we do? I just said, hi, invited you in. Yeah, in and whatever. You were sick at the time. You were sick. And I remember I remember exactly what she was wearing because she had a uh, pair of red stretch pants. Negative. Pink. I'm sorry, pink. I'm sorry, she had a pair of pink. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, she did. No, I didn't. You had a pair no, of pink didn't. stretch no, pants No, I on. did not. That was at the school when I surprised No, met. no, no, no. You had the same ones on because you were sick. You had a pink... She had a pink pair of stretch pants on, Side eye. and a and a and a white and a off white dingy white. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> and a white t shirt. You're a jerk. And a white t shirt, but she really wasn't feeling well. You know what I'm saying? I could tell that you know hair pulled back or whatever. She seemed really nice and and stuff like that. You know, her energy was pretty cool, and we just you know we just kind of vibed, right? We just kind of vibe, you know. But one thing is that she did lay on the floor on her stomach and would like look back to see whether or not I was looking at her butt and stuff like that because you couldn't miss it. But I really wasn't paying attention to it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a big deal. You know what I mean? I mean, it was a big deal, but it wasn't a big deal to me. <laughs> um, so I wasn't really worrying about it. You know what I mean? And I just, you know, I just freshly cut my hair. You know what I mean? Freshly had a fresh ball fade or whatever. Big shout out to Ishmael Butler, aka Butterfly Dickwell Planets, you know, mm. for teaching me how to cut, how to really fade. And so, yeah, I was fresh, fresh to death. And I remember one thing is she, she, she rubbed the back of my head. Mm. I ain't never had nobody, I never had nobody touch the back of my head like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I was like, ooh, she was like, Man, she was like, wow, it's really nice. She was like, you mind if I touch you? And I was like... No, do you mind if I touch the back of your head? Which is exactly where was the fresh fade was. Right yeah. on the neck. Right. You know when people ask you if they could touch you and they already do it? That's exactly what she did. So, <laughs> I mean, she was quick. <laughs> she was quick and she went for it. You know what I mean? She went for it. So, mm. um, it, I mean, but it was... You know what I mean? Like, we really vibed on that day and stuff like that. I thought she was really nice and stuff like that. But I wasn't aggressive. I mean, that was part of the part of the result of some of the, you know, some of the trauma and things like that. I was just really, as my boy DF used to call me, he used to call me putt-putt. He's like, why are you so slow, man? Why are you so slow? But, you know, I, I felt like at that time... You know, if I was giving up my body and things that I was giving up something too, mm, you know what I mean? I was, sick. I was really, and I always felt like that as a man and, and things like that. Like, no, the girl's not always giving up something. I'm giving up something too. I'm giving up something of myself. And I was just really protected of it and just not comfortable. 
you know, I didn't really have notches on my belt or anything like that. Cause I was like, it just didn't seem right to me. Just didn't, you know, and I'd seen it so many people in my family do it. I was like, okay, this is not that serious. I wasn't. And I think for me in terms of masculinity and things like that, that like the basics, it just didn't roll with me. What a healthy way to acknowledge that you didn't just have to feed into these stereotypical behaviors that get applied to men about which feels like the hypersexuality it was hard i mean it was a lot of hype there was a lot of there was a lot of i mean around me and whatever school there was just so much stuff and it was difficult for me to navigate it really was difficult for me to navigate but you did um and i don't know how the hell i navigated it to be honest with you because it was a pressure there was a pressure of yeah you're gonna you're gonna be able to yeah, you're going to have sex and whatever. and da, da, da. Like, yeah, you were dancing, you were grinding, you were doing all these things. And uh, I think that the one thing that kind of helped or whatever is I, I did have a, a girlfriend at the time. And it was just like, it was kind of just a, a, in a safe space in some ways, in an easy space. What do you mean you had a girlfriend? In high school. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, oh, but no. it was, you know what I mean? And it was mm. like was a good person. It was safe. It was comfortable in some ways, but I really didn't have to deal with what I really needed to deal with in some ways. Yeah. It was hard too, just because, you know, I wanted to do some other things. You know, there's other people that I wanted to try to be with and whatever, but I just couldn't, it was just too much. It was just too much for me. It was just too, it was just, it was too much of me, but I am, you know, I am thankful in some ways that, you know, I did have a kind of a a safe place in in some ways for myself, Um, but it definitely was complicated for me moving forward. It was ridiculously complicated for me moving forward, for sure. Moving forward from what? Moving forward in terms of relationships with, with women and how Mm. to navigate that sexually and stuff like that. After being abused? Yes. After Mm. being abused. Heck yes. It was difficult Mm. having the, you know, having that, that kind of first relationship, but whatever like you didn't have anybody to talk to about yeah i didn't have anybody to really talk about it or uh, the people that did have to talk about it were like were like the toxic masculinity folks and you also were in the place of you know developmentally you're developing your identity you're developing your sexual identity and then you have these experiences that interrupt healthy sexual identity and then when you don't have anybody to talk to about it you sort of have a hard time figuring out well what's healthy Right. Exactly. Like what? Right. Like, right. What's healthy and, and stuff like that. So it was difficult because, I mean, people from the outside, people saw none of this. You know what I mean? People were like, oh, he's cool, man. He's you know doing his thing. Your and people mask. always. Right. And people just assumed I had always people have always said that, like, you know, I, I know you've you know, you've had a lot of women and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> people were like, we know you were a player. Right. We know you were a player. <laughs> Meanwhile, you player. wasn't playing. I was playing. Nope. <laughs> was, I was, nope. You had no game. <laughs> no. Nope. No, I mean, my game. By was, choice. I by mean, choice. by choice. Right. By, I mean, still, you know, but yeah, like it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, sometimes tell people and stuff and be like, yeah, man, you know, they find out, yo, you married? Tag dog. I thought you were a player. I was like, yeah, I'm a player with one female. <laughs> <laughs> she just wears different hats. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's get back to it. So um, it turns out how we met. So we met that night, which is really great and phenomenal. I didn't ask you for your number. You came the next day to my job. Um, Because you didn't ask for, for my city. number. Because at the custodian. Because you a, didn't ask for my was, number. Was that was the whole problem. Yeah, I was working the next day. You came to my Who job. Who does that? You came to see me. I, I had was, no choice. My nickname was Putt-Putt. So um, oh, she brother. came to see me and whatever. I was dressed differently. Of course, I was in a fresh Nike suit, fresh phrase still was there and whatever she came to see me and I looked different she was like wow you look different I was like okay thanks and so we vibed again and stuff like that she was really nice and then I still didn't ask for her number right I still didn't ask for her number and then 
uh, the family friend hooked us up and whatever. And then she called me and I had to get your number right from the family friend. Right, right, because I didn't ask for it. So she called me. You like, didn't ask and you didn't give. I was like, hello? Yeah, this is Roxanne. Hi, Roxanne. What's up? Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Why do you ask me for my number? <laughs> she didn't say hi. She said, why you wouldn't ask me for my number with that New York number? I was like, what you mean? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask you for your number. I was like, she's like, didn't you like me? I saw you looking at my butt. I was like, I did not look at your butt. <laughs> I mean, the world could never miss it. But still, I said... I didn't look at you like that. What are you talking about? I was like, I'm respectful. I ain't all about, I ain't worried about all that. I'm about what you what you got in your heart. You know what I'm saying? But you didn't ask for my number and you didn't give me your number. So, and I had no way of contacting you. Okay. I didn't know anything. Right. Okay. So she called so me. So we vibe. Right. And then you're like, okay, bye. Good night. Yeah. Because you know what? And then nothing. You know what though? But I appreciated that. You know what I mean? I you was, appreciated what? I appreciate the fact that we vibe. It didn't mean that necessarily anything had to happen because that's the type of putt-putt dude that I was, but I was also respectful. I could dance with a woman a whole night at the club and be like, but yo, if I girl, didn't take, But if I wasn't assertive, what were you going to do? I don't know. I didn't think right, about it. Right, right. You didn't think about it. That's the problem. Didn't I say my nickname was putt-putt? <sighs> Brother. So I mean that's I mean still. So let's move it forward. We started talking. And so we talked on the phone. On the phone. So we start we talked on the phone for like four months? I think it was six months. Six months. That's right. We talked like on the every right. day. We talked on the phone for six months for the next for the next yeah, yeah. Every day for like six months. Because yeah, I was in Rhode Island. Right. At you school. Rhode Island, right. And I was here, right? And so, yeah, that's true. It was six months. We talked on the phone every day. That's how we get to know each other. That's how we got to know each other. You want to talk about like courting, whatever and on. Like we honestly, we just talked about everything. We talked about Michael Max. I helped her with, she helped me with a paper. I helped her with a paper. Like it was bananas that we just had this connection mm-hmm. and we just talked. You know, we became, you know, friends, you know, confidants in, in, in some ways and, and stuff like that. And, you know, and then she, during the summer, she came to, to live in Cambridge and stuff. And um, we, uh, I got to see her. You know what I mean, and that was that was a uh, that was an by event. By the way, that was an event within I, itself. By the way, it sure was. I was living with the family friend that introduced us, right. and I already told you about the you know sort In of. The the, I already told you. <laughs> I'm, you're a jerk. Like a squirrel, she would live in the attic. <laughs> I already told you sort of the environment that we were in. So we're two recovering survivors. And now we're in, you know, the sex throne, basically. So to speak. And it was just, I mean, everybody was just, I mean, the thing about it is like people just being comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, comfortable in ways that I was surprised about. You know what I mean? Even like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm fam, like whatever. But, you know, put some clothes on. Like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you know what I mean like legitimately like put some mm. like like put some clothes on like what is what is you know and that was the one thing too even with Roxanne and whatever she was comfortable with herself a pair of boxes and you know in a white t-shirt a pair of boxes and a white t-shirt and I was like you ain't got a robe <laughs> 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 you don't own I, I you grew, don't own a you I don't grew own up a robe? in New York in the South Bronx. We didn't do robes. I was like You did robes in your house? Well, heck yeah, we did robes in the house. Mm, that must be some middle class. I don't know what you talk about. Look, I'm just saying like I, I never didn't say seen, it was I a, never seen a robe. I never like was there was robe. no robe in my house. It was a robe. I wasn't running around the house but naked, you know what I'm saying? And I then there's but, that. I mean, I'm just saying that I had a robe. Now, 
I had one robe. I'm just saying. So let me just say I'm just saying there I had were no robe. robes I had in my one, house. I had one robe. And we didn't live in a house. We lived in an apartment. Mm-hmm. So even smaller than a house. Yeah, I had a robe. There were no robes, y'all. I had a robe. Let's just talk about the foundation here. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have used a shower curtain or something. <laughs> <laughs> there was a hoodie in the house. Something, right? Luck. I'm just keeping, I'm keeping this real. That's real. Okay. Wash your mouth, though, girl. Oh. It's a family sorry. show, supposedly. Sorry. That's okay. No one's going to beep us out, but, you know, you want the kids to be able to listen to some things. I, I understand that. It's only eight. It's not, you know. Right. No, no, no. No question. No question. No question. All right. So let's get back to it. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was crazy. But we, I mean, the one thing about it is that then we were inseparable, pretty much. We were, you know, we were together like every single day. But we used to have these, but one thing that was really, I remember one night and how it You're started. You're so funny. You just... Skipping over stuff, but go ahead. You want to go back? No, well, here's I'm just the thing, saying because... we, we will go back. I'm just saying you skipping over stuff because okay. we'll go even back though then. I moved up here, I still had to seek you out. You still were being, as you say, putt putt. Like I literally hopped on a bus and didn't know where I was going and showed up unannounced to your house. Like it, this was an event. <laughs> like I had to really be assertive. We didn't get there yet, though. Okay. But see, here's the thing. We can talk about, here's the thing. This is this That is was before I moved up here, though. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. This story is like, this story is bananas. And we can probably, we may send, send three or four sessions on how we met because it is that long. And it's someone, important. It's important to, to give the foundation of what we have now and what we've been working on for so long. Well, and that's, not to be hokey. It's important in, uh, for people to understand living a triggered life. Right. That's what it's important right. for. Right, 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 right. And so we'll continue. We're going to continue to we, we, we have some time left, but um, we're going to continue to talk about it. So, yes, let's go. Let's go back. Let's no, go that's back. All right. I'm just saying you skipping the whole thing. But go ahead. Well, she I lit, can roll right. with it. She, oh, well, here's what well, I'm sorry. But there is one thing that did happen before. And you're absolutely right. There's one thing that happened before she moved up here was that we went to a party. We went to a party. And so they used to have this party over at, when I was at UMass called Jeans and T-Shirt Party in the Spring. And so I was planning to go. You know, I was here in Cambridge and things like that. I thought I was going to go. So Roxanne uh, <laughs> met me there. <laughs> Roxanne met me and we just got the, we got the five minutes. So Roxanne, Roxanne met me at the party, right? And so um, there's a lot of people from Cambridge there, a lot of people there because it was it was, a, it was an incredible party. There might have been like five thousand people there or something crazy. Yeah, so, it was crazy. It was crazy. So you couldn't even. She dance. comes. So she comes to the party and she had a cute little set on. She looked cute, whatever you know. A and jumper. so yeah, she had a cute jumper on or whatever. Dude's like, yo, who's that? Because they never really see me with. Wi- I mean, they see me with women, but not really. You know, I was. They were like, yo, who's that girl? I was like, don't worry about it. So we start dancing and stuff like that. Now I love to dance. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm like, I dance crazy, like hip hop dancer. He's, like he is a phenomenal dancer. Right. So we start. So we, <laughs> she starts dancing. <laughs> Roxanne can't dance. I can't stand you. Rox, Roxanne can't dance at all. So I'm dancing circles around her, like legitimately dancing circles around Roxanne. Then like pull her clothes, whatever, dance the circles around her, blah, 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 whatever. And so like, but it was dope. Like I was, and like she would try a little bit and stuff, whatever. We're trying to have fun out in the middle of the dance floor and stuff like that. It's just me dancing around her and stuff. It was really a great time. But, um, but what was significant was that we had such a great time. She was going back to Rhode Island and she had her best friend who was with her at the time. And she wanted me to go home with her. With her. She's like, look, you need to come home with me. And I was like, girl, 
I ain't coming home with you. I'm going home. What's wrong with you? I think this is. <laughs> but I was, you know, being putt-putt. I was really still protective and things like that. So I was like, nah. So we were in the back of the car and whatever. And she was like laying up on me and whatever. And then the moment happened. It was our first kiss. And I kissed her, right? And it was beautiful. Like, it was really like, it was all juicy. Ooh. And you know what I'm saying? Goosebumps. You see, though, but see, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. She got, she got the goosebumps and she, and she shook when I kissed her and melted in my arms. It was an incredible moment. It was really nice, really innocent, really beautiful. And I was like, whoa, my head was spinning and things like that. I was like, wow. But no, I'm not coming home with you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't coming home with you. No. And I was staying with my boy who was my, my boy, my boy CT, I was staying with. And so I was like, wow, like this is incredible. I was like, yo, this is absolutely positively incredible that wow i mean it was it was incredible i was like wow this i think wow i think this is going to be something special you know needless to say that was our first kiss and it was an incredible moment she had traveled from providence to amherst to umass to the party which was like three and a half hours or something ridiculous to come and see me got her friend to come and see you know come with her to someplace she didn't know to spend time with me and we'd been talking on the phone for i think at that point it was we were at like four months or something like that or whatever but it was i mean but it was bananas i was like this girl traveled all this way up here and i had no interaction with her i ain't kissed her i ain't done nothing all we did was talk on the phone and she came all this way to see me because I knew who you were. Mm, that's deep. That's deep right there. That's deep. Before I knew who I was, she knew who I was. That's crazy right there. I mean, that's. I mean, that that says it. That says it right there. You know. And I knew there was a connection, and it was growing, and I started to feel a little more comfortable with her. But I was still guarded in a lot of ways. But I knew she was someone special, and you know, I was like, and I knew about, and she was very honest about her relationship and things like that. You know, and so I thanked her. I thanked her for that. But we're going to stop right there and we're going to continue part three of How We Met. This is Living a Triggered Life podcast with Roxanne Maskell. And Keith Maskell. And um, thank you guys for listening. And we'll pick it up next time from here. If you guys want to email us or anything like that, you can go to triggeredone.com for more information. Thanks, y'all. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Living a Triggered Life podcast with Keith. And Roxanne. Presented by The Triggered Project. To find out more information about The Triggered Project, go to www.triggered1.com. And remember, you're no longer surviving, you're thriving, and you learn that.